Hey guys, welcome to Pardon the Disruption. Uh, unfortunately, I'm your host this week. Uh, my name's RJ Bates III. Um, our regular host, Matthew Potter, unfortunately um, had a medical emergency this morning. Um, thoughts and prayers are with you, brother. Um, hope you come out better for this. Um, but we still wanted to carry on the show. Uh, we know this is one of the things that uh, Potter loves more than anything, and he was preparing for it. Um, so I'm going to fill in as the host today. We do have a new guest panelist um, that we'll introduce here in a second. Uh, if you're new to the show, uh, we love to have a lot of fun here. And uh, we have five pre-selected questions. We'll go through those. Each panelist will have about 45 seconds to give their most intelligent answer. And then after that, about two to three minutes of uh, debate. And then I'll give a point to who I think gave the best answer. And then the sixth question will come from you guys, the audience. Like I said, we're here to have fun. And uh, just final word, Potter, we're thinking about you, praying for you, brother. Um, first up, Eric Brewer, introduce yourself. Tell, you, tell us where you're from. Yeah, uh, happy to be here. I am out of South Central Pennsylvania uh, or South Central PA, uh, not to be confused with LA. A uh, little somber here today. We got news of Matt uh, not too long ago, so uh, I'm going to do my best to, to stay focused and have a good time today like normal. Uh, I just want to know how I can get, now that RJ is hosting, um, how I can hack into the fleet of VAs that he normally has voting for him on the YouTube channel. Um, I hate to see those go to waste, but uh, yeah, happy to be here and uh, looking forward to it. Interesting strategy by Eric, talking trash to the host <laughs> right out of the gates. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Train, what's going on today? I think host is not the, really the best word, probably more judge, because you don't really bring a lot to the table. Uh, but yeah, Steve Train, real estate disruptors. Uh, we solve sales problems. We got our sales leadership event coming up Friday, Saturday next week with Mr. Ren Bartlett. Super excited uh, to uh, host that next week. If you guys are having any challenges in any way whatsoever, Managing salespeople, Ren Bartlett and I are happy to help you uh, with that. Text leaders to three three seven seven seven. Awesome stuff. Um, appreciate both you and Eric going with the same strategy this morning. Um, our third guest, respectfully, put some respect on his bank account and for affordable housing, and hopefully figures out how to unmute himself uh, so we can hear him, Mr. CJ Chris Jefferson. Yeah, I was, and, and look, Chris Jefferson, I was just laughing at the Texas accent. I had to mute myself. I didn't want to disrupt Eric's uh, you know, intro. <laughs> uh, but good to be back. Uh, I missed last week. It's good to be back. Shout out to my guy, Potter. Uh, you know the vibes, man. I hope you get better ASAP. And uh, looking forward to hearing from you soon, man. Um, but uh, Chris Jefferson, Richmond VA, Charleston University, happy to be here. Awesome, man. And uh, coming out of my least favorite state in the union, Utah, <laughs> Uh, but he was a college football player at Fresno State. Um, if you don't know where Fresno State is, it's the school that plays on the CBS Sports Network at midnight when no one's paying attention. Uh, but apparently it was a big deal. Uh, Strat Daddy, Stratton Brown, how's it, go how's it going, man? I'm doing good. Thank you guys so much for having me. I wish it was in better circumstances. Um, I'm out of Fresno, California, and we own a virtual assistant company called virtualhelp.io and I buy some storage facilities. Hopefully I can not get my fucking face kicked in. There you go. There you go. Obviously the first thing is language. You didn't get the memo about the language, but continue. Oh, there's really no language in a shit talking show? Well, there is language, but Steve Trang is trying to avoid getting the explicit rating. It was specifically <laughs> sent to me and Eric. But you're on here dropping F-bombs, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Pardon the Disruption. <laughs> All right, let's get started. Question number one. Like Apple's iPhone event garnering a lot of excitement around its new products, what has been a real estate event or change that got you massively excited? EB. Yeah, I don't know if it's so much an event, but I'm lucky enough to be in a few masterminds. Uh, one of those is Family Mastermind, an event um, that's held a few times a year that a lot of us are in. And uh, as I think back on my real estate career, I honestly can say in the last six years that I've been participating in masterminds, my business has grown 
more than it did the first 10 years. Um, so I get charged up. I'm going to uh, mastermind. I'll be at Collective Genius uh, Monday of next week in California. Um, I have an opportunity to speak at that event, which is always a big honor and uh, puts a lot of pressure on me because there's 200 eyeballs staring at me, uh, hoping I have something of value. So mastermind events for me have been life-changing, business-changing. Um, I'm very thankful to be in Family Mastermind and also Collective Genius. Uh, those are really big deals for me. And I would encourage you to go find a mastermind and a brotherhood for yourself. The The truth is, is that I've never actually gone to Collective Genius just because they let Eric Brewer speak on stage. That's actually the reason why. <laughs> it also feels appropriate to let RJ, the host, know that for 75% of the country, it's no longer morning. Quite frankly, it's almost three o'clock in the afternoon, RJ. So stop saying good morning. Um, a heads up there, buddy. All right. We're going to have to mute Eric. Uh, Steve, what about you? Uh, so unfortunately I'm going to echo some of the stuff that Eric said. So, uh, next Wednesday uh, at collective genius, we got, uh, Dan Nicholson, a business partner of ours inside the whale club. Uh, he's going to speak on the main stage, which is cool. Cause we got two different things. Like I'm a big part of uh, a whale club. I'm a member inside collective genius to see like that, that culmination happen is super exciting. Uh, and then the other thing, which is I'm more excited, but also frightened of is, um, in two weeks, we're going to have the four of us in Tampa on stage. And I'm really worried. I'm thinking about wearing a bulletproof vest, maybe a helmet. I don't know. I think things might get out of hand. So I'm looking for, I'm really excited about it, but also deep down, I'm a little terrified as to, you know, maybe we, maybe we should have like some ambulances or some security nearby just in case. Love it. Shout out to Dan Nicholson, just uh, off of Steve's recommendation, just finish uh, rigging the game. Great book. Look into that. CJ, what about you? Yeah, maybe I, I read this question a little bit differently than everybody else. I read it as what real estate event happened or what change in the business happened uh, that, uh, you know, got you massively excited. Uh, for me, I'd take it back to 2010 uh, from that perspective. Uh, first time home buyer tax credit, 6,500 bucks. That's my first year flipping houses. We did around 40 flips that year, all the first time home buyers. It was a phenomenal program. Uh, that really spurred the economy growth that we see and we saw uh, from 2010 to really 2022. Uh, so that's what I would say for sure, man. First time home buyer tax credit back in 2010. CJ, I appreciate you stepping in and taking Leon's role and being the most informed and actually <laughs> the question. That was awesome, man. I mean, y'all talk about masterminds. I'm like, what, what are we talking about? Stratton, what about you, man? The most excited I ever was after an event you, you guys all know Rafael Vargas before he became a massive scam artist. His real <laughs> empire events were absolutely insane, bro. Like they had bottle service girls coming down at 9 a.m. They had mimosas. He's like, hey, here's what we're doing. I was, I was like, bro, I am stoked to go make millions of dollars wholesaling houses. By far the most excited I'd ever been after an event. Like I thought I could go take over the world. But yeah, hands down. Love it. I missed that memo about the scam artist thing. So that's good. That's enlightening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> feels like the judge has something to say about that. <laughs> I, you know, maybe you're just not on social media. I don't know. Oh. Any, any debate about this or are we just moving on? Yeah, maybe I read uh, the question wrong. We're going to debate what's the best ever event uh, that we've that we've been to. Um, I think it's open for interpretation. I did make a note. I think it's important. While it may sound shocking that Steve plans on wearing a helmet at Family Mastermind, he wears one every day on his morning commute in his Tesla with a mask. He wears both. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even really that big of a deal. I've seen it he goes 55 in the 55 with a helmet and a mask. So just don't want anybody to be alarmed um, by the helmet. It's uh, really not that big of a deal. <laughs> I appreciate everyone you sharing our, our private conversations with everybody, letting them know that I like to be safe out and about. Very, um, very safe. Yeah, you are safe. extremely safe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, yeah. I, I don't know if there's much debate here on this on this topic, but I will say um, I was leaning towards sort of Stratton just because it's his first time. But, you know, when you're saying you're most excited about going to a known con artist event, eh, it's kind of hard to give you the point. It was, before, it was before the con artist. I know. Bro. It I was know. before the con artist. 
Eric's answer was Eric's answer was I get most excited about the events that I'm speaking at. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the, the narcissist point goes to EB. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with CJ. I think he was the the one that really understood what we were trying to get at. And uh I, I appreciate CJ for kind of taking a different route there. Um question two. <laughs> McDonald's recently announced that they are phasing out self-serving sodas by 2023, a move many are calling anti-consumer. What is the biggest anti-consumer practice you see happening in real estate? CJ. Uh, the biggest anti-consumer practice I see happening in real estate. Shout out to all my favorites, uh, real estate agents. All right. Oh. Uh, oh, is, uh, <laughs> I was, I all my agents and i say this with all due respect i really do this nationwide hustle taking place to lobby and regulate wholesaling in different areas and localities across the country because realtors don't want to get on the phone they don't want to go door to door they don't want to sit down at somebody's kitchen table they don't want to do the hard work of pulling data, sourcing, and finding opportunities that we do. And uh, they want to get rid of us as a result because doesn't everybody just love their favorite broker that's working only on commission, they're supposed to be your trusted advisor, but their pay is contingent on how much you buy or sell a house for that kind of seems counterproductive. But that's my answer. That might be the most savage answer ever given in PTD history right there. And I loved every second of it. Uh, Stratton, what about you? Well, I, mine's on the agent side too. I think the MLS is absolute nonsense. Just because someone went and took a stupid test and now they can wear a suit and go to meetups and network and shake their hands <laughs> does not mean that like the MLS is like the end all be all. I think it is absolutely ridiculous that everybody just doesn't have access to it. I think Zillow was great. But yeah, I think the MLS is absolutely against the consumer. Let me look at the goddamn houses. Sorry, Steve. Sorry, Steve. Let me look at the houses. I don't care that you wear a suit and you go to meetups at a brewery at 12 o'clock in the afternoon so you can go not make money. It's no, yeah, MLS, hands down. All right. You know what? <laughs> We do a really poor job of trying to cater to the realtors. <laughs> uh, Eric, what about you, man? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly, look, I think uh, there's some good points there. It's easy for us to point the, the finger at real estate agents, but if the shoe were on the other foot, um, there are certainly just as many investors and wholesalers that um, don't necessarily run a legitimate business that are dishonest, that um run shady businesses practices that have crappy contracts and, and 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 are horrible communicators it's easy for us to point the finger um i think the reality is is that nobody talks about the market that wholesalers serve and everybody wants to get a piece of this this business but nobody wants to actually do the work right like if you look at OfferPad, they tried to commercialize an easy transaction they tried to to, to service a part of the community that wholesalers have been doing a really good job for for a very long time and they ended up getting slapped with a I was like a 70 million dollar lawsuit or something um, for misleading business practices because they were charging hidden fees and it was an unpredictable outcome so I I think to to to, to their point there is an, there, there's a value to an open market real estate agents have their place wholesalers have their place and people trying to to control an open market is probably only doing a disservice to the consumer. They should have a choice. They should be able to go with a wholesaler when their circumstances are a good fit for that and choose a real estate agent if they're a better fit for a more conventional sale. All right. Like that take there. Steve, what about you, man? Um, my answer is going to tie very closely to Stratton's first answer. And it's when people that aren't in the business are selling education, uh, charging you 5, 10, 20, 25K to teach you something that they can't do themselves, right? Um, I think selling something that you aren't educated on or aren't practicing, I think is very anti-consumer because how can you possibly help someone do something that you're not doing yourself? So uh, I, I believe it's the, it's the gurus that aren't actually in the business. Uh, and then thank you, CJ and Stratton. I'm looking forward to you know the messages from the realtor community, highlighting the great treatment 
that my platform, our platform, is is providing <laughs> to the general public. This is gonna be this is gonna be a fun conversation. So thank you guys. Um, but you know, actually, to CJ's note, uh, talking about passing the laws, I'm, I was actually on the conversation. I had a conversation uh, uh, earlier this week with the commissioner, uh, with one of the. Uh, it was a state commissioner for Department of Real Estate, and he's in. I want to say Quebec right now. And it's a bunch of state real estate commissioners for department for, for real estate, all talking about how to outlaw real estate. It's like, damn, you guys are taking this real serious. So unfortunately, there is some truth to what CJ is saying. Steve, did you mean outlaw wholesaling? What, uh, or did you did you mean to say outlaw real estate? Because that's a big uphill climb that they have there. Outlaw whole outlaw wholesaling in real estate. All right, because you said outlawing, but was there any other yeah, parts of your outlaw, answer you, you want me to QC for you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, if there's anything else, was there was I wearing a mask during that too? <laughs> I wish you were, actually. It would have been <laughs> a, a nice change of, of aesthetics. Yeah. Outlawing, <laughs> outlawing. So they're wholesale, not, they're not just going to get rid of houses and real estate and everybody's going to live outside. They're, they're getting. They're I mean, that would be a pretty big lift. That would be a pretty big lift. We outside. I'm sorry. I'm completely disoriented from CJ's personal attacks and strands. Oh. <laughs> Any other debate on this one? That's it. I think bad sub two wholesalers you could throw there. Mm, I like that. I like this guy. Yeah. Where's Stratton come yeah. from, man? I like like bad. I mean, because like sub two, you're taking a lot of that Rich. person's livelihood in your hands. And then some people just go out, talk out of their ass. And then the person's wondering what's going on like two years later. I think that needs to be buttoned up a little bit, almost in the same sense as like the realtors who get a test and then go out there and start slinging stuff that will 100% get regulated. I don't see how that doesn't get regulated seeing as how many people are going to get hurt by it. Yeah. Sub two, the sub two industry in the next 24 months is going to be quite the interesting industry or, or segment of the market to take a look at. I think if you can do it good, bro, you're fine, but there's a lot of people who don't know shit and they go out there and sub to a house and it's all going to crumble. Yeah, anything easy like that that reaches mass, um, where anybody can just go do it and understand how simplistic it is to take over a sub two. You know, you're gonna you're gonna deal with some stuff. The big boys are gonna slap you eventually. All right, so I really like Stratton's answer. I really liked it. Unfortunately. Because CJ gave the answer right before, it was kind of like when Fresno State would beat Boise State after Wyoming did it. It was like, it's already been done, bro. Like, who cares? So I'm going to go with CJ again. Can anybody else show up this week? My God, I get out of the competition. CJ's just running away with it. All right, question number three. You're wholesaling a property, and the seller calls to tell you that she has called the police because someone is living inside of the vacant house. Turns out it's your buyer that is set to close the next day. How do you handle this situation? CJ. Yeah. I mean, look, if you, if this, I'm assuming I'm a wholesaler, right? I got a buyer. Maybe this is a retail buyer. I'm running the EV play doing an ovation and uh, they're crash coursing into the house the day before closing. Seller's piss. It sounds like they're a vacant seller. Obviously, they've already moved out or they weren't living in the property. Uh, I do what everybody would love because uh, that's what I do, RJ. You know, I'm the person of love. Um, you know what we all love, RJ? Money. Money. All right. I take some of my money, that fat wholesale fee that RJ Bates gets off of your boy. All right. And I give some of it to the seller as quiet compensation to relax. All right. Hey, I apologize, RJ, for the inconvenience. I don't know how this happened. We're closing tomorrow. Everything's good to go. As a token of my appreciation for your patience and understanding, I'm going to increase my purchase price by $1,000, give you a little bit extra money here for the inconvenience so we can go ahead and get this thing closed tomorrow. That's what I would do. Rocky start. Um, good finish. Um, clearly, you didn't hear the question. This is not an ovation. It's not an in buyer. You're wholesaling and it's a cash buyer. Okay. Same concept, same exact situation. All right. All right. What about you? There's a cash buyer. I'm asking where's primary residence is at, bro. Uh, all right, Stratton. What about you? Well, I'm pulling up on the house and I'm talking to the buyer. I'm like, bro, what's going on here? 
Like, we, we having issues? Like, do you really have cash to close? That's the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, you're living in this house, but do you really have the cash to close? I want to see what's going on in his life, right? I, I want to take care of him. Then I can call the seller and I can smooth everything over. As soon as I solve that buyer problem, like, hey, bro, what's going on? Do I need to get you a hotel? I really don't want him in there. I don't want any issues. Like, bro, let's get you in a hotel for a day. Move him out. Pay for that. I'm not going to give the seller any extra money. Everything's fine. My job's going to be a problem solver. I don't need to silence them. Like, hey, we're still closing. Some nonsense happened. I'm so sorry about that. We're still closing. Nothing to worry about. Make sure that buyer's taken care of. And then hopefully he has the funds to close tomorrow. That's my biggest red flag is that he moved into the house. Gotcha. What about you, EB? Yeah, I don't, I was really trying to find the problem in this whole deal, right? Like I, I know in most transactions, keeping a seller and a buyer committed to the, to, to the transaction is done can be tough, right? So I got a little something called pre-settlement access for you, right? I'm going to draw up a little addendi. I'm going to send it over and I'm going to say, great news. We're, we're committed to getting a settlement tomorrow. I have free settlement access, right? Uh, the good news is we are going to closing. The guy's so excited. He can't wait. He's moving in. He's going to live there. He's going to paint. By the way, his reno number should be much lower than everybody else's. My man's working on the job. Uh, he's not outsourcing or subcontracting. I am excited about this. This would be a great call for me to get. This would be great news. I don't see the problem in it everybody's charging for we're going to settlement and i'm getting paid all right i, I like your optimism there that's a, it's like a unique way to handle it what about you steve uh what how i would respond depends entirely on one thing and it's whether the money is at the bank right did they deposit funds at escrow if close of escrow is tomorrow have they signed is money there if that's the case i'm gonna i'm gonna soften it for the seller hey look misunderstanding here's what happened no big deal everything's gonna be all right if money's not there yet this guy doesn't have everything buttoned up ready to go i'm calling some friends and we're gonna come over and have what cj calls a hand on the shoulder conversation <laughs> <laughs> right i think we're i think we're not on the same page here we've got some challenges i'm gonna need you to leave right now whether you like it or not so it really depends entirely on whether you have signed the docs and your money is there ready to close or not. The funny I think it's unfair, that, it's unfair for Steve, honestly, that this question revolves around doing deals and he does no deals. <laughs> I've actually dealt with the specific situation. It's just, <laughs> I, I would give Steve the point just for sheer effort for him to try and manufacture an answer in a situation <laughs> He's never found himself in um, little, little unfair. If you, if you ask me when it comes to the questions, actually dealt with this exact situation and had to sit there with the police. It was actually kind in of 09. That was 2009, Steve. You were real. It wasn't 2009, <laughs> it was, it was, but it sucked. You had to watch a guy. When was who, it? When was it? It was a long time ago. I'm not going to say it wasn't <laughs> yeah. a long time ago. Of course it was. Yes. Yes. But I've dealt with a specific situation. My right? bad, 2010. Yeah. Yeah. So what guy, happened with your buyer, man? 2010. This what? Well, he has a first time home buyer tax credit, bro. I still living in there. Thank you. Still there. He's still. Right. Steve still hasn't show. closed yet. I'm he never closed. He's still squatting. <laughs> he's still squatting to this day, man. It, it'll be All paid right. off. Thank he's, you. Uh, he's I'm been out. Going, I'll uh, see you guys later. Rent to own I'm gonna go. Since I'm gonna hang out with some real friends next year. Two more payments. <laughs> this thing's all mine. Oh man, tough sled. Uh, tough sled. Oh. All right. This so how I was expecting this to go. So to give some backstory. <laughs> Eric and I were on the phone a week ago, and he said, I think our audience would really like it if we used some questions that were more personal to what's happening in our business. This happened to us this week. Um, unfortunately, uh, Stratton couldn't head over there because the property's in New Jersey. Problem with virtual wholesaling. Can't just hop on over to New Jersey. Uh, can't do the hand on shoulder, which was adorable of Steve to say hand on shoulder. Um, I'm a kung fu master, bro. Give I know. Listen, um, I really like everyone's answer here because we kind of blended everyone's answer. Um, 
and, and we we got the the problem situated, but it was very awkward. Uh, just for the sheer sake of uh, keeping him on the show and making sure part of the disruption happens next week, Steve gets the point. <laughs> Thank you. Well, welcome to the show. 2010 was a good year, Steve. It was a good year. Oh, man. Uh, 2010 Steve, was a good year. Thank you. Steve, why don't you uh, give a shout out to our sponsor here, Bateman Collective? Yeah. So, guys, if you ever run PPC ads, you know what a headache it is and a nightmare to keep up with the latest changes. I used to run my own PPC campaign. Then I found Bateman Collective. I was relieved to find a PPC partner who actually understands the real estate industry and is actually a true expert inside of PPC itself. Do what I did, get a free consult with Bateman Collective, see how they can make your PPC work and generate more leads for you. Visit batemancollective.com slash PTD and get your free consultation. All right. Are you ready, Steve? Can you go back to back? I don't know at this point. I'm, I'm a little shaken. I, I My intent was to attack EB today, and this has not been going the way I was expecting this to go. You misunderstood me asking you a question didn't mean I wanted you to talk more, okay? <laughs> Starting off bad. All right, question number four. The New York Jets invested massively in Aaron Rodgers with the hope that the all-pro quarterback would lead them to a successful season. By the fourth snap of the game, Rodgers suffered a torn Achilles, ending his season, and the Jets' hopes and dreams. <laughs> <laughs> like the Jets having to pivot from their big plans, when was the time you had to pivot in your business from a massive setback? Steve? Uh, I mean, it happened uh, very, very recently. Uh, so we had uh, acquisition managers step out, and so we're short-staffed. So I'm running appointments again. Uh, but, you know, I'm actually enjoying it. You know, I don't think – I think as an entrepreneur, we should never feel like we're too big to do anything with an organization. So – I'm going, I'm getting back out there. I'm getting back in the field. And the best part is not only am I actually doing deals, Eric, not only am I out, uh, locking up contracts, but we're taking things from the field and improving our sales training, right? So we've always said our sales training is good because we're training the best operators in the country. Now I'm in the field and I'm experiencing it even again to improve our, our sales training even further. Love it. Um, shout out to CJ's bank account. We know you haven't had any setbacks, so if you want to use someone else's examples, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have. It, it wasn't always as sweet, uh, for sure. Uh, 2017, ran into cash flow problems, man, in the business, and uh, it was an extreme pivot. Uh, it felt like A-Rod going down. And what I would say about it is, is what I, I guess I learned from it, what I understood from it was that everything isn't going to – just always be perfect. I think a lot of times it's projected. I think a lot of times we have the perception that it's always going to be smooth sailing. It's never going to be any turbulence. Uh, part of entrepreneurship, part of being in business is how you pivot, how you manage turbulence. It's just accessing where your failures, failures are at, identifying what resources you currently still have. And uh, I think we've all been in that position, RJ. I, when I hear this, I think back about you talking about, I think last year, getting back on the phone and how you had to motivate yourself and team by doing the 50 days on YouTube. I mean, that's just the game. It's part of it. You pivot, you keep going. Love it, man. Appreciate that. Stratton, what about you? Man, biggest pivot I've had to do last <laughs> year when the market started going down, our wholesale company started going down. At that same time, in our VA company, we had $50,000 owed to us from clients. And then we found out our operator had been stealing cash over the last year and a half. Right. And so pivoting out of that and then stepping in, having to run that day to day, hop back on the phones and the wholesale company, like CJ said and Steve said, like sometimes shit doesn't go your way, but it's how you handle it, how you can hop back into it. Man, that was probably the biggest pivot I had to do. I hate operations. I'm more of like a visionary guy. Had to hop in, tie stuff back together, lead the teams in more of the day to day aspect. And that honestly was one of the hardest pivots I've had to do. Yeah, it's, those are uh, some pretty big setbacks there. What about you, Eric? Uh, yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, I think the first problem with most people is they start planning for a setback after the setback. Uh, one of the things I learned, um, and, and one of the, the best books I've ever read, Good to Great, is that uh, great companies didn't experience any less or more adversity than companies that failed. They were just better prepared. Uh, so the reality is, is that if you look at the bigger picture, there just can't be a single point of failure. Quite frankly, Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to single-handedly win them a Super Bowl. Him going out should not single-handedly 
reduce their chances. Um, they still can do it as long as they planned effectively. They went on to beat the Bills, right? So I think really, if you look at that plan, it was short term to, to, to make a run at a Super Bowl, but they held on to Zach Wilson. And I think what they really brought Aaron in for was his play, maybe 50%, but his leadership yeah. and the impact he can have across the organization. He still can do that. He just can't take snaps. So the thing you got to do is you got to actually plan to fail, not fail to plan. Hopefully the Jets did that. I think they got some decent leadership uh, finally in that organization. And I think they're going to shock some people without A-Rod. I mean, just real quick before you guys debate, I, I just got to pitch in here. I mean, Eric, that was an adorable answer, but no one would take Zach Wilson. Not even Aaron Rodgers' mom would take Zach Wilson, and that's what he wanted. Um, and they didn't win that game. The Buffalo Bills lost that game. So you Say what you want. Drew Bledsoe went out when your favorite football team started their, their charge to glory, and nobody knew who Tom Brady was. Nobody wanted him. And he went on to be the greatest of all time. So that adversity, um, I think, honestly, I said this when the game happened, that took a ton of pressure off Zach Wilson when he now has nothing to lose. He's playing with house money. Uh, I think we'll find out, you know, what he's really made of. But um, they could have traded him. They could have released him. They could have eliminated uh, the, the distraction. Um, I think they still see something in him. And they brought – it's very rare for someone to come directly from college and have an impact immediately uh, in the NFL. Um, I think they they rushed him probably a little prematurely, and the A-Rod play was just as much about Zach Wilson as it was about A-Rod for those two seasons. Or th What was it, a two-year deal he signed for $45 million or I think it was more than that, $45 million maybe a season. I think it was $75 million guaranteed. Look, I, I'm from the South. I'm black, right? Uh, we got a little stand uh, where I'm from. I don't know if you guys say it out your way, all right? Uh, but uh, you don't put all your eggs in one basket. You don't count your chickens before they hatch, man. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, you have to be prepared for these moments. You got to be prepared for these situations. Uh, but I think it's an example and a statement to not being fully vested in any one thing. Uh, I think it's very easy sometimes to do that. Uh, but I think longevity in business, you know, I've been in business now 14 years. I think part of longevity in business and being able to accomplish that is not being isolated and committed to any one thing. Because uh, if that thing starts to break or fail uh, and you have no other experience or knowledge, you can really be in a tough spot. How do you reconcile that with the hedgehog concept? Like if we say, like, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket, but we also want to focus. Like, how do you reconcile that? Because you can focus on things but have lateral skill sets, right? So, like, if I'm focused on wholesaling, but I'm hyper-focused on getting good at sales, that complements my wholesale business. But the number one paid job in America is what? Sales. It's sales, right? So if I'm really good at sales, even if my wholesaling business goes kaput and there's no way for me to wholesale, nobody's buying houses, I can go find something and I can go sell it. Steve, I think like it, CJ's got a great point. It's called empirical innovation. You stay focused, but you go out and you 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 test out a new theory, right? You don't lose focus. You, you don't make a new priority, but you'll say, hey, I'm going to go out here and, and I'm going to experiment a little bit with fix and flips. I'm not going to go all in. I'm not going to put all my eggs in one basket, but to hedge my bets. So I go from hedgehog to hedging your bets. There you go, RJ. By the way, RJ, two-time back-to-back uh, Closers Olympics champs. <laughs> we are almost 70% uh, through the show, and my man didn't get any shout-outs. Uh, two-time back-to-back uh, Closers Olympics champs. Um, also, we go from hedgehog to hedging our bets, Steve, is the answer to that question. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just also I want to point out, I also want to point out, given the language so far, that Stratton is the most Mormon guest we've had so far. So I just want to point that out. <laughs> the I'm just going to say, Eric coming in with the good to great, the hedgehog concept, the shout out for the Closers Olympics. I mean, that was a great question for you. Point goes to Strat Daddy, though, because he gave the best answer. Um, sorry about your luck there. Shout out Boise State. <laughs> I'll stay up till four in the morning to watch them play on Saturday. I love it. All right. Uh, fifth question here. Oh, my God. I should have read this before. Group band in sync got back together for her VMA performance. Is there one partnership or strategy that you had a great run with 
that you would consider bringing back and why? Maybe it's your ops manager that stole some money last time. <laughs> 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 what about you? Me? Bro, yeah, I would bro, bring back mass text messaging and RBMs again. Bring bring back 30,000 text messages a day. Oh, right? yeah. Bring back Roar. Bring back the real roar. You know, bring back roar where I can just spam the world in the state of California. Yo, shout out to roar. roar as I want. Shout out to roar. Shout out to roar. Rest in peace, man. Shout out to roar. <laughs> oh, Looking man. back at it, one thing I've learned over the last year, if you're ever getting really good returns, just shut up and double down so you can keep getting it over and over and over again. And I've made mistakes like, yeah, we're getting a crazy good return, but really I should have just threw in more cash at it if you believe in it so much go raise some money to keep doing it but yeah bro bring back text messages and slide broadcasts for sure on uh, a massive scale i'm right there with you i like this answer i'm feeling very <laughs> good about your your chances here eric what about you i think you gotta think bigger picture strategy covid was the, was the best real estate strategy of all time I want I want to bring back COVID, nothing crazy, just for like a year and a half. And I just need like 90 days advance notice. I'm going to load up on a bunch of stuff because uh, values are going to skyrocket. Rates will drop to two, two and a half percent. I'll refi halfway through and I'm out. Like I'm actually, I won't be on the next show. So I got 18 months left on my market disruption. Month 19, I'm out. Uh, I want COVID to come back. I'm going to buy everything in sight, refi halfway through and I'm Deuces. Bro, I'm no. just going to say, CJ had the most savage answer. You had the most controversial answer, okay? <laughs> Mickey Mouse is over there going, why are they letting this guy host and this guy talk about bringing back COVID? This is, <laughs> this is unhinged over here. Steve, what do you got? Oh, man, I, I can't even compete with these two answers. Um, when I uh, Back in 2010, uh, I was doing PPC. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was in PPC and it was $2 a click and $12 a lead. So I've said this before and I'll say it again. If I can get PPC leads at $12 a lead, I am willing to sacrifice another human to make that happen. So for me, <laughs> right? $12 a PPC lead. If I can get that back, I will do that all day. Would you give so, your left nut? Would you really do it? I mean, it's a consideration. It's a consideration. So basically, if Steve can close half of his leads, his marketing budget for the year would be two hundred and forty dollars. <laughs> so Thank you guys in deals. <laughs> oh, CJ, what about you? Uh, look, Strat, uh, Eric, phenomenal answers. Uh, partner disruption first. I, I got to give the point to one of these guys, but I'll say this: I don't know how you pick who to give the point to. Uh, because the days of roar, oh man, like you, you people have no idea. Uh, you have no idea how insane in 2018 texting was. Like, it, I'm you talking about the wild, wild west of making money, not even getting on the phone and having a cold call, just text blasting the world, getting rich. Uh, so, Strat, uh, you, you, you took me back to a moment in time with that. that, that that as I sat here and heard you, I'm, damn, that shit was awesome, man. That was an absolutely insane time. Uh, but man, then Eric starts talking. You know how EB is. He comes in very philosophical. He's always got these very well thought out perspectives. <laughs> uh, respectfully, shout out to EB. And bro, COVID. <laughs> COVID? Eric, where did you come up with this answer? Because it's great, right? It's great. Yo, listen. Listen, listen, this is how much I like Eric, man. This answer is so good because it's that true. All right. I don't care if you were selling a digital product like I was in 2020. If you were investing in real estate like I was in 2020, bro, if you didn't get a massive bump in business, if your life did not change financially as a result of COVID, I'm going to mince words because I don't want to mess up the show rating. <laughs> but you effed up all right if you were around in 2020 and you had an opportunity and some information you could make some money you didn't 
you effed up. All right. COVID was by far, and I'm sorry I'm going long, but COVID, you got me excited. COVID, <laughs> man, that was a life changer, man. Yo, shout out to yo, shout out to COVID. Seriously, shout out to COVID. <laughs> right, right, right. When, was the, when was bottle service? Uh, <laughs> COVID. No, yeah. when, when was it? Was it, it was like a year before COVID? 2020, 2021, wasn't it? No, it was like 2019. 2018, 2019. Yeah, 2018, 2019. Yeah, 2018, 2019. Yeah, that's prep. COVID prep. Yo, man. <laughs> COVID light. Yeah. <laughs> COVID was a financial game changer, man. COVID changed my life. Seriously, man. All right. So I'm going to see if we're going to still have the show next week after uh, <laughs> after YouTube gets a, gets a hold of this. <laughs> Wow. Uh, what a round. I mean, listen, as as the guy that was just spamming the world with text messages, I really like Strat Daddy's answer. Um, unfortunately, the, the shock and awe of COVID. <laughs> it just it can't be beat. And don't worry, Eric. It's coming back, baby. It's actually entertaining it. I, I promise. Bro, this making a comeback. The helmet. Steve's already <laughs> loading up the helmet, the mask. Man, what's so crazy? What's so crazy, EB, is when you said it, I, a picture flashed in my mind, a visualization of Steve with his favorite bicycle helmet on and the Tesla <laughs> with the blue with the blue mask. Yes. And just looking over at him in traffic and being like, <laughs> who, who the F is this dude, man? What's going on with him? Yeah. All right, so listen, Eric, it's coming back, baby. Election next year, um, COVID-19. This time it's going to be called Jovid 24 baby. It's coming back. Don't worry. Uh, Eric, Eric with the point there. All right, question six. This came from uh, someone watching. When losing a valued asset to your business, how do you posture or pivot to prevent issues? Specifically, software or ops management like Propelio back in the day when it lost its ability to pull comps. Eric. Uh, that's a good question, actually. If you think about it, a, a lot of the, the questions we just answered, right? Everybody wants to go back to either Roar uh, or COVID um, because at one point that was taken away from us. So everybody on this panel has dealt with adversity, whether it's an example of, of losing an A-Rod or losing the ability to mass text or missing out on COVID. The reality is, is that you have to plan for that. That's always going to be something. You cannot be so reliant on one strategy, a piece of software, an acquisitions agent, an integrator um, that you are, you know, handcuffed um, to that person when, when something changes. Uh, the reality is, is you have to have a backup plan, a contingency plan for everything that you do. If you're in some type of software, whether it's investor lift or it's, uh, you know, uh, prop stream or something else, you have to be disciplined enough to a, you should already be innovating, right? Cause if you're using something and you're so loyal to a product for three or four or five years and you haven't looked outside, um, there's probably something newer or better, less expensive, more effective that you should be paying attention to. So I think it just comes back to having a contingency plan. Um, and making sure that you're not, uh, you don't have one single point of failure. It certainly can't be software or CRM. Steve, uh, we know you've never actually needed any software in your business due to the lack of volume. Just pretend like you have, though. Uh, thank you, RJ, for that nice uh, prep work there. Uh, so I would say the one thing I couldn't have prepared for was joining Collective Genius and then meeting Eric Brewer. Like, I had no idea the setback and therapy I would need right? <laughs> after meeting this guy and trying to befriend him. That was a strategic error on my part. Um, anytime something changes big for the industry, I'm always excited, right? Jocko has a video where he says, good, right? Because anytime something happens that significantly affects the industry, I am beyond excited because I have full confidence in my ability to solve problems. And if I can't figure it out, I also have good friends, Stratton, CJ, RJ, Matt, Leon, Jimmy, right? To help me solve the problems. So for me, right, you, I am confident in myself and my <laughs> friendships to solve these problems. Good. All right. That was one of Just the most entertaining answers not of, of all time there. <laughs> Appreciate that, Steve. What about you, CJ? I think you just... First and foremost, like I think EB said, you prepare for issues. 
Uh, that's the easiest way to to try to hedge. I don't know that you can ever prevent issues. I think you can hedge against issues and you can try to minimize impact uh, that problems or issues can have on your business. Uh, I think where people stall out, I think where people stale when it comes to just being a business owner, or entrepreneur, is when you stop trying to find things to get better at. And I think when you're making a lot of money, when things are going well, when it's COVID, right? It's very easy to put yourself in a place where you don't continue to work on your skill set. You don't continue to get better at how you run your organization or reinvest dollars that are coming in. Uh, when you got a hot streak, you got a hot run. A lot of times people don't want to invest in a resource, don't want to invest in a manpower. Uh, but I think that's how you prevent major issues. I was being intentional about doing that. Awesome stuff. What about you, Stratton? Man, I mean, you never really want to be bent over a barrel by one single thing, right? I mean, we did get bent over a barrel by roar when the text messages started to go away, right? And then you learn from that single point of failure. And my big thing is when anything happens, my big thing is friends and mentors, right? So if anything crazy does happen and I did, let's say, not let know where my holes were, I'm picking up the phone and I'm calling someone who I know has gone through something similar. And right, that's why I'm in masterminds, communities, have all this stuff so I can call the dude like, hey, my life is falling apart, bro. Here's what happened. Has this happened to you before? How did you pivot and everything else? And I can call three or four people, take all their great ideas who are way better than me entrepreneurship, throw it all into one little nice tight fit answer, throw them on a little creativity and then keep on pumping. Right? But that's the whole reason you're in masterminds and events and everything else, just so you can get all of that knowledge. I mean, EB has been in the business for like 70 years or something. Chris sounds like he's been in it for like 60. I mean, they're old ass dudes. It's been a lot, right? So like we can, I can call them up my, yo, this happened. I know what's happened to you before you've been in business long enough. What should I do? Yeah, I want, I want to just add to that, right? So I had, I had a situation. So I, I actually texted Eric, like, hey, there's, there's something going on. Can I give you a call? It's like, yes. So I scheduled a call with Eric, right? To talk this through. And when I called him, I went to voice. The same Eric that's not one of your five friends that you listed when you went to. It seems like you've taken this personally. No, I'm just pointing hey, out. I just want to apologize that you're mad. Apology accepted. By the way, the problem he called me about is he had a seller call him that wanted to sell and he didn't know what to do about it. He said, I paid 12 bucks for this lead. On <laughs> yeah, the people have a house that's all messed up that they'll sell for half of what it's worth. You have RJ's cell phone. That was, I, that's so, hilarious. Yeah. It, it, it's also really important to note that this is the importance of building relationships, getting connected with people, being vulnerable with other people. One thing I found when I had struggles in my business is that uh, everybody did, right? When you start to reach out and have conversations with other people around you, you got relationships with. Either they've been through it themselves or they have a personal relationship with somebody that has that they can create a personal connection for you that you can, like Stratton said, you can gather information, you can learn from, you can get that bird's eye view and gain the perspective that you need to apply to your situation to resolve it. So 100% agree with that. Well done with the bird's eye view. I didn't see that coming. That was, uh, I've seen 30,000 foot view, like, but bird's eye was very, very strategic on your part. I like the bird's eye view, view sure. move. You got to know how to fly high, man. I appreciate Shout it. Shout out bird's eye view. <laughs> it's because he's a black guy from the South. That's that's why he can say yeah, that. By the way, back to that, he said that and then said things like, don't count your... When did you, from the South, <laughs> take ownership of the term chickens before they hatch? I didn't know that was... Uh, hey, listen, I'm not he taking ownership it. of it. You know what it is? I just yeah. never, I never heard you say it. All right? I never heard you say it. All right. How did you get ownership of the same? <laughs> hey, I'm from the South and I'm black. You know, like we always say, don't count your chickens before they hatch. Because that's, that's what we say. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. I didn't know that. And don't put all your eggs in one basket. I've never heard that until CJ said it. Yes. From the South. You got to be from the South. Modern day Shannon Sharp. Okay. All right. So uh, on this one, I'm going to give the point to Eric. I, I really, I really liked his perspective on this one. Uh, so I'm going to go with Eric and uh, that leaves us with a tie. Eric and uh, CJ, honestly, Steve gave a good answer on this one, but uh, I got a text during the show from Potter and it said, whatever you do, don't let Steve win. 
So you didn't get the point just because that's what the were. Um, so tie between Eric and CJ. The other thing is, is I just wanted to make sure that Stratton only got one point, just like the Fresno State Bulldogs only got one win in his senior year. So uh, <laughs> shout out to the Bulldogs, baby. Go dog, uh, baby. So I got to pick the winner here. And uh, just purely based off of stats for my own uh, personal uh, vendetta with CJ. I'm going to go with Eric as the winner today. Congrats, Eric. <laughs> That's my man right there. Gift and Ralph. They, they hate you when you win, man. Right. They hate you when you win. <laughs> yeah, well, I just got to make sure that you're not going to end up with more wins than me. One of these days, we're going to count out how many PTD wins we have. Yeah, uh, that for sure. Love it. Um, all right, guys. Uh, great show today. Let's, uh, let's outro, tell everybody what it is that you do and where they can follow you. Eric. Uh, I want RJ to host periodically um, here on out. I found, um, you know, it's the best way for me to eliminate real, uh, the only real competition I had. Also, uh, Strad Daddy uh, thought he did a great job. Uh, last minute call from the bullpen, zero preparation, which I can appreciate. I also bring very minimal preparation. Um, <laughs> it sometimes works better. I just, that's how you resort to insults. I think you saw some flashes of, of brilliance at the end there where he took a shot at me and CJ for being uh, 70 years old or, or, or whatever it was. Um, no, I had a lot of fun. Strat Daddy, thanks for showing up and doing it. RJ filling in uh, again uh, for Potter. We hope that uh, he is better super soon. Uh, look forward to seeing you guys next week with hopefully Potter back in the, the, the host seat. Zero preparation, just like the 2017 Fresno State Bulldogs coach. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that, bro. Uh, Steve Train. <laughs> yeah, Steve Train, real estate disruptors. Had a mostly pleasant time on the show today. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just you know, thoughts and prayers uh, to Matthew. Uh, hope everything's good. And then uh, I will be uh, heading out uh, after this show uh, to go uh, check in on him, make sure he's doing good. Awesome stuff, CJ. Uh, shout out to my guy Potter, man. Just talked to him yesterday. Uh, hope he's doing quite well. Want to check on him for sure. Stratton, nice to meet you, man. Uh, great having you on the show today. Uh, RJ, uh, decent job at, at judging uh, and hosting. Uh, Eric, always a pleasure. Steve, always a pleasure. Uh, shout out to the new family, man. Peace. Man, what a disappointing turnout for CJ. I mean, he came out with the first two questions and then just finished just like the Fresno State Bulldogs. Flat as fuck. Hey, man, just so you know, uh, we give a hard time around here. It's all in love, man. Um, only reason why I felt comfortable making the Fresno State jokes is because you were just as hard on them during my podcast. So uh, appreciate you hopping on here, man. Say goodbye to the people. Of course. Guys, thank you so much for having me on. Thoughts and prayers out to Matthew Potter. Um, follow my Instagram, at Strat Daddy. Again, thank you guys so much for having me on. I feel like I got robbed a little bit on some of these answers. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, think I, I think I brought some heat, but you know, that's neither here nor there. I'll redeem myself. <laughs> Just like Fresno State did, came back, went back-to-back -back Mountain West championships, and then this year, they'll probably go undefeated this year. If they win this week, they're going undefeated. They, they <laughs> yes. do have a good team this year. Uh, probably because you've graduated and started real estate. <laughs> so, uh, no, uh, shout out to Stratton, man. 17th in the country in tackles his senior year. He was a hell of a player. I actually used to watch him. So, cool stuff. Um, like everybody said, man, thoughts and prayers out to our, our friend and our buddy, uh, Potter. Um, we're, we're thinking about you, man. We can't wait to get you back on here. Um, seriously, though, for everyone that's watching, do keep them in your thoughts and prayers. Um, we, we love you, man, and I uh, can't wait to get you back over here. Um, thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you next Thursday.